All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Woo! Welcome back. Welcome back to the yes. new season of the Musical Explaining Podcast. Yes. I am your host and some sort of spy balloon that's really high up in the air that's about to get shot, Kava Teharian. And I am your least stressful topical subject you could talk about right now, <laughs> uh, Angelina Meehan. <laughs> Angie, it's Angie. so nice to see you. It's so nice to be back. I, I missed you over our break. It's been such a long set. Like, I haven't had you to bounce all of my awful musical thoughts off of for these last few Tragic. months. It's been so sad. Like, I haven't been able to... Uh, relentlessly hound you with things about phantom that are like we could have just been talking about you know something like um alkaloids and i'll be like oh you know what this alkaloid reminds me of yeah phantom of the opera i know um it's but- been so sad i've been emotionally <laughs> stable for the past like five six weeks I know. it's really unfortunate it's, it's really wild how normal my life has been since i stopped talking <laughs> to you um and how healthy i've been but you know what 2023 is all about unhealthy mistakes. No, back I'm, just, at it. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm so excited to be back. I've missed this a lot. And uh, yeah, we're, we're back. It's it's nice to see you. It's nice to be back. Of course, we've been busy. Yes. We've been uh, getting a bunch of stuff ready for this uh, episode mm-hmm. and for this new season. Yeah, um, we'll make proper announcements later. But uh, as you probably know by now, we should we should have a fucking Patreon that's up. I, that, that was fun to get that together. Yeah, <laughs> um, we're supposed to have merch by the time this airs as well. Hopefully that will be there. If Fingers not, crossed. we'll have merch very soon yes. from the time this airs. But yes, we've been busy. And of course, uh, that does not mean that we didn't forget to do our favorite thing, which is discuss a musical, which is why we're here today to right. discuss. Yes. Diana. I didn't know that they made a musical about her life, but apparently it's a thing. Oh my God. And you know what? This is, this is very funny for me because, um, so we're watching basically a a live uh, or sorry, a pro shot that was released on Netflix and I have not watched it yet. Like I've seen clips of it, but I've not watched Mm -hmm. it yet. I've been putting it off. Like I was like, I want to watch this with somebody who like, like a friend, like it seemed like the perfect kind of like (laughs) get drunk and just get, you know, just totally shit faced and watch this. But like I kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And now here we are, you know, here we are. I'm like, well, now's now's the perfect fucking opportunity, you know, uh, it's, it, so it's time. I'm excited. I am really excited because of the clips I've seen, it looks like um, a shit a show. Shit show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't really understand. I mean, whatever. We'll get into all of that yeah. as far as like why I don't understand. But I think I, I, I remember seeing what was it? The crown where they had Diana in it. Yes. So like, is it just the anniversary of her death that all of a sudden there's all this Diana stuff coming out at the same time or I guess. I guess it's when you think of like nostalgia cycles, like and Diana blowing up, you know, because their marriage was what, 1980 and like the whole whirlwind of her life that followed in the ensuing Mm -hmm, like 15 mm -hmm. years. I feel like it's part nostalgia cycle. I think it's a. partially coming from uh, a more scrutinized look at the British monarchy that is very popular now. Um, Mm, Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I think she's just also just, she's just kind of been sparingly popular since her death anyway. Like, she's never quite gone out of, like, the public consciousness. Um, So, yeah, I'm kind of not, I'm I'm honestly not surprised that there's a Diana musical. Honestly, we'll get into it, but it's not the only Diana musical. Honestly, honestly, no. Like, so, like, the fact that this happens is not shocking to me, but from everything I know about this one, maybe 
we should have like marinated on that one a little bit longer. <laughs> mm, okay. Okay. We'll, we'll discuss it more in the second half. Do you, do you remember where you were when you heard that Diana died? I do. Even for us in the States, it was like a huge fucking yeah. deal everywhere. I, oh my gosh, coverage. I had just turned 10 years old. So it was like right before I was about to start fifth grade. And I remember I was sitting in my room listening to Hanson's uh, middle of nowhere. They did their debut <laughs> album. <laughs> no, I remember like this photographically um, yeah. listening to Hanson in my bedroom and my mom comes in and like, like she's, you know, tearful and she's like, oh, my God, Lady Diana died. And I was just like to Gen Zers who, you know, even though she's popular right now, if you weren't there to experience it, like even Americans. Yes. Like this happened. And like we were all just like fucking floored by it. And like what the fuck? We were all, also like, the way she died was yeah. like it wasn't just that she died, but it was like right. the height of like hating the paparazzi. Right, and right, like, right. It was like a know, very... Celeb- it was like a big thing. Yeah. That people were like pissed off about already right. going into that. And it was a very dramatic death and it was also like right yeah, after... Yeah, very dramatic. A, like a year, less than a year after she finalized her divorce from Prince Charles. So yeah. there was just like so much high octane like drama like surrounding her death. And, and it is very sad. And I remember like waves of commemorative stuff that came out like the princess diana beanie baby which i got for christmas um <laughs> the beanie fucking the baby El- speaking El- of the 90s <laughs> right uh elton john redoing uh goodbye uh yeah, norma yeah, yeah. jean uh candle in the wind uh and candle in the wind, yeah yep. and i i had that single and i listened to that eight million times which it was also weird because i think uh the way you look tonight was the b-side of that single so like mm-hmm. i remember listening to both of those songs a lot like and just just again even before her death my childhood was essentially like 50 percent living in my mom's bathroom, reading people magazine articles about princess Diana, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. just the hold she had on, yeah. on yeah. pretty much everyone was, is, was, is kind of insane. So again, kind of wild that we only just now got this Diana, the musical, right, right, right. but um, I mean, well, here we are, you know, I guess, however, yeah. 16 years after her death and, <laughs> you know, Oh, it's like what twenty something years now. Is it real? Oh, wait, she, she was 97. Oh, you're right. I'm bad at math. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. We're like, well, well, we're, we're fucking old, Angie. We're yeah. basically on our deathbed now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, don't. Every episode is just reminding me how old I am. Like, that's this yep. is like the, yep. the thread of musical splaining. I was at my aunt's house with my mom, mm-hmm. and I had a CD player. I had a discman. I was also listening to music. You were listening like, to Hanson, too. <laughs> I wasn't listening to Hanson. I was listening to Corn Follow the Leader. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember just being like, what? And then sort of like removing my headphones and being like, I don't care, whatever. Because I'm like a whatever, 13, 14 year old boy, however old I was at that time. But again, I do remember it just being like, oh, this is a really fucking big deal, even though I didn't like have any I didn't care about her whatsoever in that sense. Um, Which is not to say she's not a person that like mattered. I just mean that like I I was in my own world, like totally independent. Like if I were a 14 year old boy, I probably would have had a very similar like. Yeah, especially the kind of boy that listens to corn is not necessarily going to be like, oh, my God, did you hear about Diana? I was probably more like, oh, it's cool. Like, death is awesome. Yeah, death comes for us all. Well, yeah, no, I, uh, um, I, I, I can see that. Like, it's very easy for me looking at you right now as, you know, (laughs) I'm like, yeah, that lines up, that tracks. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was just like monumental. And I remember just like, because I started off fifth grade, just going to school and us all crying. And I think that was also the same year the Spice Girls broke up. So it was a very rough year for like a 10 year old girl um, obsessed with like stuff from the UK. Uh, Two notes. Diana. Diana is a musical romantic drama with music and lyrics by David Bryant of Bon Jovi fame. Oh, goodness. Yeah, the keyboardist. Uh, And uh, Joe DiPietro with a book by Joe DiPietro. It is loosely based on the life of Diana, Princess of Wales, and her turbulent marriage to King Charles III of England, then 
the Prince of Wales. Yes. Maybe they were just waiting until he became king to, to, until they actually wrote Yeah, the surf that clout wave. <laughs> yeah. Um, the original Nepo baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the story of Diana Spencer, the woman who captured the imagination of the world upon her marriage to Prince Charles and held onto it through the ups and downs of their relationship, their hugely public divorce, uh, is the stuff of high-octane melodrama. And while Diana the musical is hardly the first fictional retelling of her life, nor even the first musical version, it certainly is dot 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 something. Primarily concerned with the drama of Diana and Charles's unhappy relationship, the musical imagines Diana as a sort of latent punk rock princess, oh boy, uh, a would-be girl boss looking to shake up the royal family and the stifling conf- confines placed upon her as an outsider, to say nothing of her wanting revenge on Charles for his on-and-off affair with Camilla Parker Bowles. Bowles? Bowles? Bowles. 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 <laughs> yeah. Bowles. That sounds That's like something like, you know, that you would see in like a British tabloid, like Camilla yeah. Parker Bowles. Parker Bowles. Yeah. <laughs> Shitting in a rest. Right. Um, will, Diana, <laughs> will Diana and Charles work their marriage out? No. Will Diana struggles with fame and the institution of the monarchy end in triumph? No. Are you serious? All this and more in Diana. Diana. Uh, Diana had its first performance at the La Jolla Playhouse on March 9th, 2019. After extending its original run there twice, it was transferred over to Long, Longacre the Longacre Theater. Theater, yeah. Longacre Theater, that's quite the name, to be further workshopped before making its Broadway debut. I always want to say debut. Debut. It's Broadway debut. (laughs) Debussy. Uh, (laughs) Originally slated to open on March 31st, 2020, the show was forced to delay those plans a few weeks earlier because of, you guessed it, the Mm. COVID-19 pandemic. Yep. Uh, After a chain of constant rescheduling, Diana finally opened on Broadway on November 17th, 2021. Mm. It closed on December 19th later that year after a mere 33 performances. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, the recording we are watching for this episode was made prior to Diana's original intended opening in 2020. It features the entire original cast. It was added to Netflix in October of 2021. The show itself was nominated for one Tony Award in 2022, Best Costuming, which it did not unwin. It did not win. Nope. It did, however, score nine nominations. That's that's great. Yeah. At the 2022 Golden <laughs> Raspberry Awards, ultimately scooping up six wins. Yeah. So you can't say it's not an award-winning movie. Right, right, exactly. But it has not been showered in laurels of, of some uh, sort. It, yes, uh, won six, I think it includes like a worst or feature film of the year uh, was one mm, of the wins that okay, it got. Okay, good for them, um, yeah. Kind of cursed, I guess. <laughs> So what's the chatter around? What do they say in succession? What's the temperature? Oh, what's the temperature? Yeah. Um, what's the chatter about? Are there people who are like Diana heads? They love it. No, I'm sure there are because there seems to be a fucking fandom for anything. Yeah, but. there's a th- I mean, there's a fandom for. Yeah. Like, as you said, there's a fandom for anything. Um, I remember when this came out, it just kind of like taking over Twitter for about two weeks where it was just like you could mm-hmm. not avoid people talking about Diana. And it was just like, oh, sh-. like in okay. like this whole like. It's so bad. It's good. Um, like I'm obsessed with it as like a like campy kind yeah, of shit, like, or was it just like legitimately bad, or what is it? Ironically um, loving it. I think it's ironically loving it. Although as we've discussed in prior episodes, irony is dead. So like that line is like I I don't know, but I remember like yeah, when it came out, it was just like nonstop barrage of people quoting it or making gifts from it or you know just you know making out of context memes from lines in it and then it just kind of mm-hmm. fell off the face of the earth and I think what, what's interesting to me about this Netflix special is this was kind of like um, a guinea pig sort of thing where the producers were like well hopefully this bolsters ticket sales you know when we are finally able 
to reopen and maybe this will spell mm-hmm. like a new path going forward for what Broadway will be like where, you know, we do more of these pro shots as the show is out or, you know, in the case of COVID um, on ice and, you know, it entices people to come and buy it. And I think, you know, maybe with a better show, it might have worked like uh, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's like this closed, you know, it's it's still closed, you know basically after a month uh this you know <laughs> that's really that's like i mean can you think can you think of any examples off the top of your head of like shows that close that quickly oh that carrie path? uh merrily we roll along uh sondheim's infamous flop um it's a bird it's a plane it's superman i think um th- what th- yeah 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 Is it a superman musical oh yeah 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 yeah. like there there oh, there's no been shit. plenty of flops that like close at about this level um but like this is definitely not the shortest running show of all time it's but it is but it is okay. in like that golden like flop uh if you judge okay. flops by how long they run on broadway it is in yeah, like yeah, that yeah. golden zone of like oof this flopped like this bombed but yeah i think it was like running at its best at 50 percent capacity oh my god yeah. so it didn't even really oh geez that's so yeah, sad that's, that's sad for everybody like who worked on it uh, but yes, okay. So I'm. I have no opinion about this other than I'm excited to be back. And then yes. I think ten minutes into this musical, I will be like Angie. I quit. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. It was so nice to not have to do this podcast. But yeah, you know, I think you're gonna want to go back on hiatus after watching this. Um, okay. Yeah. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I feel like that's every episode, most yeah. episodes. But that's okay. That's why we're here. Yeah. Uh, any any parting thoughts before we go and watch? Um, I guess all I really wanted to say is that did you see any of the Crown? Have you watched any of the Crown? I have not. Um, there is a pretty infamous scene in season four, uh, which mm-hmm. is the debut season of Diana Spencer, where um, mm-hmm. this is. Fairly true as far as I'm aware. Uh, she yeah. went to the Majestic Theater in London, which is where Phantom of the oh, Opera. Yes. Sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, her Majesty's, I hate her that Majesty's I know rather, that. Yes. sorry, Her uh, Majesty's yes. Theater is where it plays. Um, and recorded herself singing All I Ask of You in costume on set as a wedding gift to Charles, who mocked oh it. God. Now there's no wonder they got divorced. Like, <laughs> see, uh, <laughs> what I'm putting, well, all this is to say is that Princess Diana was a Phantom of the Opera super fan. And that's why I'm always just going to kind of root for her. Even if this oh. is the roughest thing I've ever seen, way to like bury the lead. I figured that would have been the thing you opened with. And <laughs> no, you're like, is I said all these scene things. Of this in the I'm, movie I'm growing as a musical? person. I don't know if there's okay. something in the musical. I'm impressed. I would hope there is, but also I'm sure like the really useful group is just like very much on the butts of anyone who like wants to quote their music, <laughs> you know. But uh, <laughs> if I were writing a musical about Princess Diana, it would be filled with nothing but Phantom of the Opera homages, just because I'm you know loyal to history and the truth. Yeah, I really, I really hope that like the ghost of Diana haunted that actual musical. It just like her phantom was actually there. Right, I think right. that would have been appropriate. Maybe that's maybe, why it shut down. Maybe that's it. I guess we, there's only one way to find out, and that's yeah, to well, watch and learn. All right, goodness. All right, let's go, let's go watch it. We'll take a break and come back. This episode is sponsored by Nord VPN. What's a VPN, you ask? No. It's not vigorous phantom name drop. It actually stands for virtual private network. VPNs encrypt your internet traffic and disguise your online identity by giving you the ability to change your IP address, which is just a fancy way of saying it makes it more difficult for third parties to track your activities online. Now, you might be asking yourself, why would I want to change my IP address? I have nothing to hide, and I certainly don't want to confuse those poor, defenseless telecommunications conglomerates. Wrong. There are plenty of reasons to sign up for Nord. Maybe you need to hop on someone's Wi-Fi because you can't get internet below an opera house and need to play your cards close to your chest. And also, why should randos be able to see how many times you've searched for getting mustard stains out of a velour cape or shop for 50% off Venetian masks? 
it's none of their beeswax. So right now, all I ask of you is to go to nordvpn.com slash musicalsplaining and sign up for one of their plans. There's a big discount on all of them, but of course, when you go big, like with the two-year plan, you get the most percent off and even a few months free. And as a child of immigrants, you know I'm all about that discount life. So again, go to nordvpn.com slash musicalsplaining and sign up. Otherwise, you will curse the day you did not do all that musicalsplaining has to And we are back. Oh boy, are we back? Oh. The boys are back in town after after this one. Jesus Christ! Yeah, that was a um, that that was an adventure of sorts. That was, you know, um, I try to be, you know, mm-hmm. the the resident optimist here for things. You know, um, the defender of the weak, the person who will stand up of the for, medium, right? Of the medium, of the person who will stand up for things that will not be stood up for. <laughs> I I try to be the breaker of bread, um, and this was. Um, I think maybe I'm done with musical theater for a little while. I think this was wrong. Yeah. Is the sort of short version of what this. This was an incorrect thing. This was yeah. a mistake. Like I, I, you know, there's. I get really um, bored of the amount of hyperbole that exists in like media criticism, where they're like it was the worst thing ever and it sucks. And, yeah, you know, yeah. Like it feels like very like you know 2015 and but this this I I really struggled with this one. I can't lie um yeah. i've watched it twice yeah. yeah and i'm still struggling to um really 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 to put words how great into it was it. yeah 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 maybe that's you know it's like um i think i think thinking about diana the musical the first thing i can really compare it to is like a truly biblical angel where maybe i'm just like <laughs> not understanding it maybe so the morning star yeah, is like, that the angel you're thinking may, like maybe it's just like it's too high it's on such a high level that i can't comprehend it yeah and that my we brain, caught up to right, yet, my brain is translating it as hideous, but it's only because I'm at a lower level of understanding. That's true. It's challenging your level, your understanding of beauty. Right. Like, um, <laughs> real, real quick, let's do our summary. Oh so boy. Diana <laughs> is, yeah, right. Yeah. Jesus. The, Diana, the musical is a musical about, you guessed it. Yeah, Diana. Diana. Yeah, Princess Diana, uh, Diana Spencer. Princess Diana. Yeah. It's like a biopic based on not her life before the royal, before she became uh, involved with Prince Charles, but basically her entire tenure as um, the courtship of her becoming um, Charles's wife and then all the ups and downs of um, her marriage and then ultimately leading to their divorce and her death. Yes. But it starts with her sister, I believe. Yeah. Is, well, where they're just, she's like, oh, yeah, the prince likes you. He's cool. Yeah. And then the prince is like, yeah, she's not a whore. Yeah. That's awesome. She's she's but fine. T- She'll do whatever. Yeah. Because, uh, sh- well, so, yeah. So uh, <laughs> Diana's sister, Sarah, dated Prince Charles before Diana dated Charles. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, just passing him around, just passing him around. And Diana is, you Ain't know, no fun if the homies can't have them, right. as they once said Diana's in the 90s. Like, <laughs> it starts with Diana. She's 19 years old. And so she's caught the eye of Prince Charles, who is a. Uh, erstwhile still dating another married woman uh obviously camilla erstwhile yeah. oh my goodness well, look, that's some I, i've been li- ooh, i've been listening to the royals talk fancy. i've been listening to all the oh fancy lyrics here oh and the real, excuse me the really good simulations of how people at that level of like monarchy talk and that's why i'm talking like that uh because this erstwhile. is a show got it so accurately um but uh yeah so so she's <laughs> <laughs> thoroughly researched yeah like <laughs> 
uh, we'll get to that. Um, so yes. yeah, uh, he's uh, you know dating Camilla Parker Bowles, who is married to I believe an officer in the in the in the British Army. I forget. I, I I'm not here to stand. Doesn't even it matter. does not matter. So anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, I guess it's it's like <laughs> summarizing this is like the most insane thing because it's literally like a list of every kind of bullet point in Diana's biography, but without yeah, like, like they went to the Wikipedia page, right, like the summary, right? Like not even like the full summary, but like you know when you look at the part where it's like early right, life, right, right. Like it's the very, controversy. It's like a, they just read that part. <laughs> right, yeah, right, just the one right. sentence relief, and they're like, "This is enough to make a whole musical. We'll write songs based yeah. on that. I don't need to know the rest." So it's like she uh, goes but, to a concert. Yeah, Charles and Camilla. Yeah, yeah, but Charles and Camilla come up with a plan where they're like, "Okay, like she's a good. They're clearly banging, and they're going to be together." And they come up with this plan where they're like, "It would be <clears> good <throat> for the monarchy if you married this commoner, right? Because the people like her, and right. she's a virgin, right. and it's nice, and you know, you have dude. He's basically they convince themselves that like they're doing it for the greater good. They're right. actually doing this very noble thing yes, to manipulate yeah. this young girl. Like they're both like, "Look, we saw you from across the room, and your vibe checked out, you know." <laughs> <laughs> uh, which basically, oh, yeah, that's actually perfect. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, they're courting, and like, you know, Diane is getting all sorts of red flags anyway. Um, and uh, you know, they're having all these weird staid conversations about like, oh, Charles likes smart girls, and you know, uh, Di- Diane is common, which is weird because Diana was born into nobility, and like, she grew up in yeah. a house that was like, I mean, comparatively to them, I, I guess, guess, right? Like they do, but like they, we all like that was part of the narrative, at least me growing up knowing that but like she's still like in the upper echelons of like nobility there's a lot of back and forth about like uh charles and camilla being like i love you and we'll put up you know with this no matter what and diana being like surely there will be a point where charles loves me and you know she has william and then she has um <laughs> oh, I'm so I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm Harry. she's I'm sick and talking about Diana, which is maybe the best combination you could ever have. So yeah, she has uh she's sick she of has it. William and she has Harry and like Charles is still going back to that Camilla Parker bowl to hit it and quit it with or not hit and quit it, hit it and stick with it, uh with Camilla Parker bowls. And uh, you know, this keeps going on and you know, obviously Diana is they also keep scheming. They keep scheming. Yeah. And they keep scheming. The queens come in and out. That's also part of what um, yeah. Camilla's trying to like figure out with Charles, because Charles is like utterly incompetent, yes. at least in the story. I'm yeah. assuming this was similar in real life, but yeah. He basically is like, I don't know. Like, I'll just let this other lady tell me what to do. Right, and then right. This other lady will tell me what to do. Okay, I'll just do that. Right. I don't know why that's his voice, it's, but it is. So basically, Diana has like a meltdown, but like Charles is like, they really, you know, I don't have a lot of warm feelings for him to begin with, but like they really lean into like, he's a dumb dumb who's just like, wow, yeah. I'm so sorry he's you're not, in the hospital. Yeah. And then meanwhile, he's like texting Camilla on the side, like right in front of her. Like, that's how they, <laughs> that's how they portray it. And then I guess like, uh, what happens is, and this is this is based on a true thing, is um, uh, mm-hmm. Diana decides, you know, oh, also after they marry, uh, all the people of the United Kingdom love Diana, and like Charles is like, man, it's not yeah. fair how everyone likes her. There's this insane scene where, again, real life events were her first, you know, public debut as Princess of Wales was in uh, Wales, and they have people who I think have never heard a Welsh accent before. Like, it is the most insane thing I've ever seen where it's that song where she's greeting all the people of Wales like they're doing like like a I guess like a Manchester Northern like Game of Thrones type accent for like it's just it's the most unhinged 
there's a lot of unhinged things in this. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, but I felt bad for the people of Wales, I, like in this. I was just like, oh, this is rough. Um, but so, you know, her, her popularity is accumulating. But meanwhile, their marriage is falling apart. Uh, she goes to this Christmas gala for the like Royal Ballet and does a dance to Uptown Girl, which is a thing that did happen. And Charles. Yeah. <laughs> and like Charles basically is like the best thing you ever did for yourself was marry me and you'll never accomplish anything. And, uh, you know, this is after- like a true supportive husband. Right. Yeah. You know, he's just he's right. And this is after <laughs> Diana has been in the hospital for postpartum depression and literally postpartum depression, shoving her hand yeah. through a mirror and uh, dramatically. And then so at the end of act yep. one, she's just like. Uh, you know what? Fuck that. I'm popular. So I'm going to use this to get back at Charles and I'm just going to, yeah. we'll get back to, Oh God, this song, pretty, pretty girl. Um, but yeah, like, so it ends with her being like, you know what? I'm going to boss bitch my way to the top. I'm going to, you know, wear all the cool clothes and people are like me and I'm going to turn this on Charles. So then act two happens. She becomes empowered. Yeah. yeah. She, be- she becomes, she, yeah. yeah. She like levels up. She like gets her evolution stone and like, yeah, is like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she's a Pokemon. Um, and uh, yes. so then Act Two opens. Oh, so uh, there's like this weird plot device. So uh, Judy Kay, who is a, a a veteran of the stage and who I've seen in many things before, and was like basically the only person I really knew in this cast. She plays. Which one does Judy Kay play? She plays both. Uh, Queen Elizabeth and Barbara Cartland, the famous romance novelist, and Barbara Cartland. Oh, I didn't realize that was the same lady. Yeah, that's, oh, interesting. That's, that's her. And uh, Act Two, she so Diana was related to Barbara Cartland through marriage. And Barbara Cartland, if you've never heard yeah. of her, I knew of her as a kid because she had a picture in the Guinness Book of, of Records. Of course, you did. She had bright pink hair, bright pink everything, and was like the most best-selling author or like the richest author of all time, at least in two thousand. Really? Yeah, yeah. She's oh wow. Go look at Barbara Cartland on Wikipedia. Like the amount of books she wrote in her life is just genuinely kind Jesus, of fucking insane. Prolific. prolific romance novel writer. And so like there's this framing of how like Diana just is a big Barbara Cartland fan and just wants to live that fairy tale romance and Barbara Cartland tells her like, oh, that's not real. So the second act that's begins with real, Barbara yeah. Cartland uh, introducing us to James Hewitt who uh, oh infamously was like uh, for I think like five or six years like Diana's paramour who he, he was like the kid's writing teacher and also an officer in the army and like sure, there was like a right, lot right, of right. I, I don't think just timeline wise it doesn't work out but it, like I remember the hot gossip being that he was Harry's father and like you know all that and stuff oh really yeah 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 oh shit uh, and I, I don't think timeline wise it works out that way but you know it's like fun to look at side by sides it's an interesting story right, yeah, right. yeah yeah uh so basically like you know James Hewitt is like this war hero who makes Diana feel good about herself. And so like she's screwing him. And meanwhile, Charles and Camilla are still going at it. And uh, I guess like uh, like they decide to go and have meet up and on amicable terms, even though they're still married, but they hate each other at like this party. And uh, uh, Charles finds out about Diana and James Hewitt. And he's like, I don't care, like because I'm happy with Camilla. So Diana goes to an AIDS clinic because that's one of the biggest things that Diana is known for as far as activism. Right. So this is in the 80s, yeah. yeah, which is when AIDS first becomes yeah. you know widespread and people are like, and for context for younger people, it was like you couldn't even like fucking hug a person with AIDS or like be in the same room. People were just like fucking terrified. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that she went in there and was like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like I'll go she wasn't wearing, to somebody on that level. Right. Like, yeah. She wasn't wearing face masks or, you know, um, wearing gloves or anything like that and like that is that is true and that is like a very noble thing but it turns into like this right yes queen yeah. like bring us like makeup yeah. kind of thing it was like which i'm sure like 
maybe people in the 80s would probably appreciate that and think that was funny because that's sort of like a older gay trope, I guess. Yeah. But I don't really know. I see I don't the know intent, who, but I was just like, was meant who, yeah. yeah. So that happens. And then like, everyone's like, oh, we love, Ida- we love Diana so much. Like, she's just so open and she's just like, again, the recurring thing. And then so, uh, uh, Diana then learns that like Charles and Camilla are doing a bunch of stuff every night with their friends and she goes to crash a party and it turns into Diana and her fighting and Charles is like I know you are having sex with this guy James Hewitt and I don't care as long as we both take care of the boys it's fine and then Diana's mm-hmm. like cool great finally I get some stasis in my life but then James is like moved over to Germany and so like yeah. she ends up contacting this writer Andrew Morton. And this is this was like a huge deal. I remember this, like reading all about this. But like she contacts this writer and basically anonymously talks shit on the royal family. Tell it all book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, interesting. Yeah. That's uh, that's uh, it's not something we haven't seen recently. No, not at all. It's like history doesn't repeat itself or something. Um, yeah, so weird. Yeah, and then I guess like yeah, it's so weird because the second act is just like it really is just like trying to speed run through all the major events in like Diana's life. So like. Then, like, Charles tries to get the queen to allow a divorce, and the queen's like, no, and Charles is like, I'm going to go on TV and tell people about my... He does, like, a Hamilton, like, in the eye of a hurricane moment. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I'm going to go clean in front of the press so they can't get mad at me. And then Diana gets pissed about that, and, like, her butler... They're trying to blow this thing up. Yeah, and their butler, Paul's like, get revenge and wear a fuck you dress. Like, and they're... Yeah, fuck fuck you dress, yeah. So they have a whole song about the fuck you dress. Fuck you, fuck you. Feckity, feckity, oh, God. Um... The queen. Feckity feck feck feck. Oh god! The queen then agrees to a divorce, and we're almost there. Yeah, Angie, we're almost worry. there. We're I'm just almost like, at the <laughs> <end>. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I'm like chariots of firing it right now. Just like, all, like I can <laughs> I can feel myself <laughs> towards it. Um, but uh, then the queen. Like, there's this weird song the queen has where she's like, Diana, don't do anything silly after you get a divorce. But I kind of empathize with you, girl, because my marriage was hard too. Uh, and then Diana's like, to an officer. yeah, that uh, yeah. <laughs> Which, huh. and then so Diana's like, "Cool, great, I'm gonna start a new life with my boys," and obviously that doesn't happen. And then, wah, wah. Uh, and then it ends with this weird. And then she dies. And then she dies. Basically, yeah. so yeah, that's that's sort yeah. of the end of the musical. And then everyone stands around being like, "Yeah, who lives, who dies, <laughs> who tells the your song story?" At the end of like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I was just going like, I could see where they were like, like trying to be Hamilton. We'll do Hamilton, but with Princess Diana. Yeah, and but with so Princess die and no rapping. No, no rapping whatsoever. Um, but a lot of a lot of really um, bad couplets. Like, you know what? Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not a Lin-Manuel Miranda apologist, but I do think he's talented. And, like, this show, I guess so that's the thing I want to leap into first, having now summarized what Diana is about. What do I think of? What do we think of? Um, I guess the lyrics are the things. <laughs> there's a lot to go through in this that is just, like, what happened here. But what has gotten to me the most... Well, I, sorry, you... you what, what, what? I was going to say, so like, I think the, the overarching thing for me anyway is, is, is tonally, it doesn't know, it it doesn't decide it's a disaster because like that's the main part of it because there are parts of this that are funny yeah and I think they're deliberately meant to be funny and, but it doesn't commit to it being funny or like ridiculous. Right. And that's part of what makes it such a disaster is like if it had just leaned into that, like 
I mean, I know everyone likes to say like it's camp or whatever, yeah. like, it, but it doesn't commit to that no. part of it. Like, if it just decided that it was going to be this over the top, insane, ridiculous, like here's a bunch of paparazzi following him around in like trench coats and hats, oh my God, and they look yeah. like Humphrey Bogart <laughs> yeah. in the 1940s <laughs> that was, like, for one some of my reason. Other notes. I'm like, why are all the paparazzi yeah. dressed like they're like, hey, yo, lady, we, I'm a private eye. From, yeah, from, it's better than from, a wife or whatever they keep saying. Yeah. They didn't go hard enough in any direction. Right. And if they had done that, it would. And then the, the, even the feck you dress was like, okay, I was like, this could be funny. If right. Because then it just culminates with them being like, fuck you. Because yeah. they never say fuck. It's like, feck you yeah. all the way through. And then it's fuck you. Yeah. Or um, even just like the, the, the second yeah. act opens. Thrilla in Manila with Camilla. Oh like my all God. these songs. Like they're, ca- they're funny. Yeah. Like those could have been funny, yeah. kind of catchy things that they did yeah. if they just played into what they clearly, I think, wanted to do, right. but then they felt bad, maybe. Right. They're like, oh, maybe this is tacky This might to do be in bad but taste. Like, like, the second act yeah. literally opens with James Hewitt shirtless coming up on, like, a mechanical <laughs> pool. <laughs> and it's being narrated by Barbara Cartland, who's like, it's me. You thought it was Diana, but it's me. So, th- yeah. so the other thing I wanted to, to just uh, say right up front is this was shot without an audience. And, man, like, yes, it's, yes, it's, yes, like you that, can see, like... That hurts. Yeah, like, the Barbara Cartland character is supposed... You could just see where they are expecting, like, laugh lines to get... Like, you can just... And mm-hmm. not just with her, but just in general, just, like, you can feel those pauses and there's no I don't know audience. I feel like that's probably exactly how it would have been even with oh. an audience it would have just been dead silence yeah. all the way through yeah like it's not like most of the lines are not funny you can see that they want them to be funny but it's just like oh like yeah but like uh, yeah they, like there is a lot of it where they're just like well we couldn't decide if we wanted to do camp or if we wanted to do a straight you know biography and that's yeah the tonal confusion's yeah. there you know the music the music I think is pretty bad but like it's honestly kind of a backseat to everything else so it's not just that it's tonally weird it's that the book also is nothing but interstitials and songs where it's people delivering um exposition like yeah, yeah yeah it reminded me of that Futurama episode where he gets the uh he gets the devil's hands. Oh yeah. And then he puts, on, he puts yeah. on the show and then the devil gets really mad. He's like, you can't just have characters say how they feel. Right. That makes me angry. That's like what the whole, that's the entire movie. Yeah. That's the entire musical. Every song is just like, like the same four power chords. And then every chorus is broken up <laughs> by an interstitial. I'll be like, Oh, the popularity of the monarchy is diving down really quickly. Or, Oh, that Diana, she's certainly catching the attention of everybody else who doesn't care about the monarchy. Like that's like the very, very beginning. Um, uh, the very first song, which is one of the better songs, you know, it, it, the first like interstitial break in it is her talking to Camilla Parker Bowles. And like, she's like, Charles is really going to like you. And you know who it is. Like, you're like, and yeah. that's certainly Camilla Parker Bowles. Who else could that be? And she goes, oh, by the way, my name's Camilla Parker Bowles. Like, and, Camilla and, Parker and, like Bowles, right? I was just like, I can't, like, I was it's like, the I titular can't, line. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like that happened. And I was just like, oh, oh no. Um, so there's that. And then that like all of the rhyme schemes are for the most part couplets. Like, and mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. Uh, like they're like they're like bl- like June moon spoon level kind of rhymes, you know, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, fuck. Um, I mean, I guess uh, uh, the thrill of Manila with Camilla is funny, but for the most part, like there's just like she moves in the most mysterious or modern way. Oh, I'm trying to like sit here and think about some of the really bad. Oh, there's one. So there's that scene where she's just had William and. You know, it's this very yeah. soft, like, where there is love, oh, your, your, I'll my be little there. ginger boy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, that that one too is like, oh, yeah, it's Harry, my There's little so ginger many. son. You'll always be second to none. Uh, yeah. Like that level. But like, it's Prince Charles. He's like, he's like, I um, I can't believe I'm holding my son. So to that, I say, jolly well done. I was just like, oh. <laughs> 
You can't handle it, Angie. This, okay, just admit. And that's the whole this, show. This expanded it. That's yeah. that's that's the level of like you know. I get everything. You know, some songs are just kind of you're rushing it, and you just need to get something across, and you know. You got to get the show on the road, but and not everything is Sondheim or even Candor and Ebb mm-hmm. or anything like that. But like there is just everything felt like the first draft of. No, it's a first draft. And, and I actually thought so uh, as I was watching it and disassociating because I was so upset <laughs> of like how bad it was. Yeah. I was like, how would you fix something like this? Yeah. And the note that I, I realized was, is like there's really only conflict in like the last 20, 25 minutes mm-hmm. of the show. Mm-hmm when they start to do the kind of media war back and forth where they're like threatening to reveal everything because that's like when there's actual stakes. Right. Yeah. And, and it's like they, so they plant this idea of she's the commoner and he's the rich guy. Mm -hmm. She listens to Bach or he listens to like Bach. Oh God. Yeah. She listens to like Duran, Duran, Duran. Oh yeah. Another rhyme. Raven Rant. Give it up for Adam Ant. Like I'm going to. Adam Ant. Yeah. And so, like, I'm like, okay, you could, I'm like, to be fair, like, you could have, I saw, like, a nugget in there where, like, you could have taken that idea, you could have made it that, you could have really, like, person. I don't know if personified is the right word, but you sort of take the idea of, like, this is what's stuffy and this is what's cool and hip. Right. And then you sort of, like, intertwine and, like, intermix it and, like, have these songs be in, like, different styles mm. and how they play off. Yeah, I, I could see how, like, if you just took that last half hour of it. Yeah. <coughs> excuse me because there's tension there and you could play off of it and there was ideas and yeah it is and this came out in what they did this in 2019 so like i I also i don't remember my timeline because time doesn't matter anymore but like when did all this harry and and megan merkel shit start that was like after uh uh, i think it's been going on pretty concurrently to that like they got married oh fuck when did they get married um in 2018 so this is all so that'd have been right when they started this probably yeah Although they didn't like come out and do like the media blitz. I don't, again, I don't know. So I don't know. Are they doing the media blitz at the same time? I mean, I think, yes, around the time they were still doing, it wasn't at the same like, you know, Netflix level and we were starting a podcast sort of thing, but like, uh, they hadn't quite detached from the rest of the, not quite in the uh, the same way. Yeah. Um, but like, I think the, the, the parallels were already being drawn with Meghan Markle at that point. Like just like the monarchy hates her and all the people who defend the monarchy, like, hate her and like you know mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm. she's the she's the commoner who is like disrupting the royal family so like i could kind of see like oh where they felt like oh maybe this will feel timely and relevant i try to do as much as i could about this show to get some context on it and there's a there's a really good youtube channel called waiting in the wings i think i might have mentioned it here there um it's mm. a good channel go go and find it um but uh he did a good video about diana and he talked to he talked to one of the cast members the guy who played uh, Paul Betrell, Diana's butler, and he had mentioned mm-hmm. that like oh, that originally, guy. like yes, the show, the writing process of the show was exactly what you probably imagined it was like, especially on the cast members. But originally, they had tried mm-hmm. to make it from Diana's birth to her death. Um, Jesus. I know, like it was originally be Diana's birth to her death. Why? And then that was a quick, I, I get so like I think somewhere in the video he mentioned that like um. Uh, David Bryant, who um, and jo- sorry, Joe DiPietro, who wrote the book and some of the lyrics and David yeah, Bryant, yeah. uh, he found a book about Diana was like, wow, she was really interesting. I didn't know anything about her. And like, wow. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there was ever really a ter- like a secondary or tertiary thought besides like, wow, her life besides, was kind of interesting. Cool. Yeah. I'd like to yeah. write another musical. She's really interesting. You know, apart from just like what you could have done with like this story. And I, I was thinking a lot. Did you see Spencer? 
Uh, it was the no. movie with Kristen Stewart as uh, Diana, and it's like this psychological no. horror movie. And I know like a lot of people have mixed feelings about it, just because like yes, it takes a lot of license with Diana's life um, to turn it into like this like kind of weird chamber psychological horror piece that's about you know her how trapped she feels in the monarchy and her eating mm-hmm. disorders and stuff like that, and like drawing those parallels. I saw it and I I, I I liked it for the most part, like a lot. And it was just like, oh, cool. They took this one small bit of her life and yeah, blew yeah, it yeah. out really, really well. And I'm like, I'm not a biopic fan person for a lot of reasons because like I usually sure, find them sure, like yeah, yeah. really boring. Like I found this mm-hmm. like really boring. And a, there's a part of me that's like, oh, I wish, yeah, they had leaned into maybe the end of the marriage, you know, that's, if, what, that's yeah. where all the tension yeah. is. Yeah. That's where all, that's what makes, cause that's the thing too. When you put on, if you're going to take the time to put something on a fucking stage and a show, like you need to have stakes, yeah. you need to have, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's, and it's also to take that literal by bi- and biopic is like you said, it's, it's debatable whether or not people like this or they're good or not, but yeah. like, you can kind of do it in a movie, yeah. but to put it on stage felt like you don't need all this. No, like, yeah. no one, like just get to the good part. Yeah, It's like, like, we know, like we know all this, like we know, like that's, yeah. that was what was fun about Spencer was it was just kind of like, yes, this, this small, like very quiet moment you know it's like mm-hmm. the christmas i think before they get divorced it's her last christmas you know yeah. spending it with the family um the royal family and just like that weird sense of like um claustrophobia and that, that hitting point of where you yeah, need yeah. to break out and break free um but again i that also calls into question like oh what's in good taste especially so my other thing with this show is how it opens with a song about her being <laughs> underestimated and it, it sets it up <clears throat> yeah. as like this story of triumph and like yeah. And I'm like, I don't think that's really what the story is, you know, like, I'm not saying that Diana didn't do a lot of great with her life, but her life ended very sadly. And like, I don't know if I yeah. would pose it as like this weird triumphant, like, thing. Like, she's still loved, but it's always, again, we're, we have to have this discussion about how sad her life was every time, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, or mm-hmm. every time she's brought up in conversation, you know? So it's just like, is mm-hmm. it a really a story about being underestimated as this musical opens with you know like she was underestimated and it's like i don't know if that really jives with what the actual narrative of diana's life is especially in this like very straightforward you know wikipedia bullet points thing where you're just seeing nothing but misery and then maybe an occasional i'll get back at him but it's motivated by this very sad (laughs) like it just like yeah 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 the second act or the first act ends with this song called pretty pretty girl and like the chorus sings things about like the stories that girls aren't told aren't the ones you're supposed to believe and i'm like I don't think that's really yeah, that what weird. I don't think that's about Diana yeah. either. Like, I, I don't like I feel like they mean like the writers mean really they were well. Trying both sides it to just be like, oh, Diana also had unrealistic expectations because she read books. Right. I think they're just like <laughs> I think it was like they mean very well. Like I see like Joe DiPietro probably read this book and was like, wow, she was really interesting and fascinating. But like this is not like he wrote Memphis, which is not a deep show. <laughs> and that's fine. You know, to want Tony's and that's fine. And I think there's like I don't know anything about it's, Memphis. It's, so it's, I don't know. Was, is it? It's fine. Is, do people like it? Is it a good it's one? It's fine. Like it's like it, it's fine. It's very okay. much it's of not the, bad. Like, like it's not like is. this. Like it. it it serves its purpose. I'm not particularly a fan, but like, I don't think it's bad. Um, but like, uh, I think this was like a little out of his depth, like, cause they're, they're trying yeah, to make it like this, sense. this girl boss show. And like, I, I think Diana was a very interesting and admirable woman, but I don't know if I would apply this kind of narrative to her life, you know, at least yeah, in like the yeah. way that they do it. And like, it just, and then like having like the queen end it with like this, like I had the marriage was hard and I had a girl boss my way through it too. And it was just like, I, yeah, yeah, this is yeah. not like the narrative that I would put to a Diana biopic, you know, in any capacity, you know, and then it just ends with her 
being like, yes, and I'm going to go out and do all the things that I want to do. And then she dies. And it's like, I think, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's totally, it's, it's yeah. as I, like we said in the beginning, it's totally wrong. Yeah. I think your boy, your boy Sandy, Sondheim <laughs> would have probably figured out a way to make this because right. it's a tragedy. You're, you're right, though. It's ultimately like a tragedy right. that ends tragically. Yeah. It's like she pays the ultimate price for all this right. stuff. Like it's very like you would want somebody who sort of understands the yeah. Right. You'd want somebody who sort of understands the weight of it. If anything, like I said, I, 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 you're right. My tendency is tend to go towards the ridiculous sure. and like the funny. Sure. So I'm like, I was thinking it should have been more funny right. because like no, that was I like where it wanted that to go. But, angle, you're, but, but you're also right yeah. too. I think like it, if they had gone almost like the Sondheim direction. Yeah. Like you could do something with that as well. It yeah. just doesn't really commit to either. Like I was sitting here trying to think about the show because like I, I was wondering like, oh, do people love the show and like find it camp? And, you know, because there's a lot of things that I love that are bad. You know, like I love Love Never Dies and like it's a garbage show. It's terrible and bad, but I could watch it like endlessly because it's so stupid, but it's so it believes in it's stupid and it's on a it's it, it's it commits, it commits to, it. to its stupidity. And I, whether or not they know that they're committing to a stupid thing, like it's committed. Um, TBD. And so like Diane. Diana was just so hard for me because I could not get a sense of like, what are like, what are they trying to say? And like, that is, yeah. I think the hardest thing that what I'm ultimately struggling mm-hmm. with. Like, what was this show trying to say after all of this time, all of this money? Like, what exactly are you trying to say besides like Diana certainly existed? <laughs> Even shows that I don't particularly love, like there's something thematic going on or like, yeah, like yeah. there's, there's an artistic statement, like with cats, it's a dance show and it's about pushing like these weird, you know, in human like making these weird inhuman shapes with human bodies and like playing mm-hmm, with the mm-hmm. poetry and the cadence of the poetry and like yeah, yeah like obviously like th- then you have people like Sondheim who you can see the theme like the theme is the very important thing that it's is like clear, driving yeah. the show uh or, or you know yeah, or you have some another Angela Lloyd Webber like Angela Lloyd Webber and I think Sondheim are very good at, at like they have things to say when their shows are okay <laughs> you know they say it in very different ways like <laughs> Phantom is this commitment to this big, large, like, romance, and it's about the genre, and it's about blowing that up, and, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Into the Woods is, you know, this deconstruction. Like, you could take this with any show that is halfway decent and, like, sit down, but I cannot do this with Diana. For I, more information about the themes of any of these shows, go back and listen to previous <laughs> yeah. episodes of Musical Splaining in season two, three. Yeah, I could just not figure out why. I think that's, all. yeah, what it comes down for me is, like, I cannot figure out the why with this one. Like, Why was this made? Yeah. Why did they make yeah, this? Like, why did this need to be made? I'm trying to think. Like even Rock of Ages, I could see why was this made, and they're like, "Cause it's fun, mm-hmm. and we're gonna have fun." Yeah. And we're gonna, same with like yeah, Mamma Mia, yeah. which is about nothing, you know. <laughs> it was like, but it's like we're gonna have fun. It was about celebrating the music of right, ABBA. exactly. Like that's there you go. That was it right there. You know, like this. I'm just like struggling. Like I'm trying to think of another like show that we were just like uh, about, and just being like, why? I mean, there's a couple that this season. Which, by the way, thank you again for joining us for the first episode of this season. Uh, and I was like, why was this made besides money? Besides money. But I don't even know if this one was made for money. I don't think it even made money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I just struggled with why. And you can also see that in, like, the actors. Like, Judy Kay's a legend. I've seen her in, in a couple of things at this point in my life. Yeah. She's a Tony winner. Like, and even she is struggling with this shit. And you can just see it on her face. The um, actress playing Camilla Parker Bowles is trying so hard to bring some levity to this. Not levity, but just some, like, seriousness to this. Like, some actual. Yeah. But, like, you could just see the actors. She, I gotta say, she was probably, the, I think she was probably the best out of everybody. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, if, in terms of and the and the butler, I thought was pretty. Yeah, good too. yeah, I yeah. Him. I did think it was funny because the one note that I wrote was that it feels like, which actually this is actually true, right? I forgot about this. I was like, it feels like an American trying to make 
a musical about British people yeah. without having without ever having like been to England. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of what it is, huh? Yeah. I forgot that it was the guy from Bon Jovi. Yeah, it's this Jersey guy. Yeah, it's this Jersey guy. A- yeah. And this other guy, I don't know where Joe DiPietro is from, but like they're both just trying to get into the head of this like very delicate, sad uh English woman <laughs> and 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 the the people surrounding her and just like having that complete like misunderstanding of it. I don't know if anyone knew. Like it just feels like no one knows what they're doing here. And I especially for the actors and all the No one knows why they're there, yeah. And the creators. But we all saw it. Yes. And we made an episode we about did. it. So um <laughs> and I'm like I'm trying to go through and like think about things that like what was what did I like? Was there anything that I liked? And I'm like um, well, I like the costumes, but the costumes were all based on real clothing. So. Oh, that, oh, yes, yes, yes. That was another thing I was going to write uh, that I wrote is that like it does to a certain extent feel like somebody like loved all the different iconic yeah. outfits that Diana's worn throughout or Diana wore throughout the yeah. years and was like, what if we incorporated every single one of them into <laughs> right. this musical and then build the musical around our costumes, which again, not necessarily a bad conceit. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like I don't dislike the idea of where it's going. Mm-hmm. It just does. Cause it was kind of interesting. Cause you're like, Oh, I've never seen something like that before. And sure. admittedly, like all, even I who like don't give a shit, like I didn't follow it. I'm like, Oh, I remember that wedding dress. Yeah. Like, Oh, I've seen her fuck you dress. Yeah. I've seen that weird blue thing that she wore. Like I just, because you're so exposed to it. Yeah. 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 So even just being like, you can build concept, you can build like the conceit being like, you build these emotional moments around each one of see, these outfits see, is interesting. It's been, not a bad idea. See, that would have been actually, I think a really interesting and great way to do right, it. See what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, there's all these half ideas there. I'm like, if you had like more commitment to the idea, because right. it wasn't inherently bad. It's just like, you just, it doesn't ever fucking come together to decide what, what it, it is. Like, be, yeah. I would, that would be interesting to be like, here's this person who wore a bunch of iconic outfits. Yeah. Let's do a fucking musical about the five most iconic outfits right, they wore right. and how they all string together. Kind of like Steve Jobs, the movie where it's like, here's these oh, three yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what are they called? The, the keynote speeches that he gave. Right. And it's just about those three things. You just do that about the outfits. Great. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Here's a bunch of songs about it. Sold. Yeah. Man, I should be a musical you producer. God damn it. See, see, that would have been, I would have been like so down for that. Cause like, yeah, those moments are like, like the one thing I do like about the first act finale when she is just doing like her pretty, pretty girl in a pretty, pretty dress thing. It just like has like the weird, like magnetic quick costume change to like her, like, yeah, yeah, her, yeah, like yeah. DC. I forget where she wore that too. It was, it was, it was during her DC trip, I think, where like the one where she danced to jump with John Travolta and the famous black mm-hmm. evening gown. Like, oh God, I'm so brave. Like, my brain is poisoned by these outfits, you know, or I'm just like, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> There, there is stuff to do. And I guess whether it's tasteful or not is always the question whenever you engage in making anything mm-hmm, with someone mm-hmm. who died in living memory. But like, it's doable. And I think that's what's disappointing about Diana is that it's neither camp or interesting, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, it's nothing. It's, it's nothing. But it, yeah, it's it's none of those things specifically, which is what made it so sad. I will say in a way that I am sad I didn't see it on Broadway. I think I would have actually, like, that's also, I spent like, oh my goodness, but, seriously. I've, I've spent nothing but like 40 minutes trashing this show, but I'm also like, but I would have loved to have, like, I do wonder how having an audience might have changed it. Like, cause, uh, so like the waiting in the wings guy, he went and saw it right before it closed. And he was like, it was so much more fun mm-hmm. with people who knew everything and could like go woo for all the costumes and stuff. And it was, he's like, it's not a good show, but yeah. like it definitely changed it. And like, it like, you know, he had to go back and like reevaluate a lot of things and saying like, is it the worst show? No, it did it get a bad shake. Uh, yes. But also is it bad? Yes. Um, it's a really interesting video. I highly recommend it, but, um, it seems it seems pretty generally reviled though. Am I wrong there? No, you're even not when wrong. I was like looking up reviews, I was like, it seems like no one liked it. Yeah, this. like I remember when Netflix released it and there was like a week or two of people releasing like gifs of like 
you know, James coming up on the horse and like that awful song. This is how <laughs> you was when I texted you where I was like, <laughs> right. I'll never forgive you for this. It's like, how could you do this to me? I've been slighted so badly. Um, like I remember people making gifts and like posting that this is how your people dance song, which is genuinely horrifyingly oh bad. Um, and that's at the very beginning of the show. You're like, I don't know if I could do this guys. I don't know if I could do this. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't really see anything of it anymore. Like in the same way that people will still reference love never dies and make fun of it and like fondly rib at it yeah. or even like carry the musical or all these other flops that we kind of mentioned at the beginning. I haven't really seen that with Diana. So to me that, that speaks loudly, you know, <laughs> like that it came and went and we yeah, all made yeah. fun of it. And I'm like, it's it was genuinely even... bad. <laughs> yeah, It's not even like, it yeah, That's sad. I know. And so it's sad. And sometimes shows are bad. You know, we've seen our fair few of them, but Diana was certainly something at the end of the day. I will say that. And is this is this one of the worst that we've seen? You think I would. Would you put this as like the absolute worst? For me, I struggled with this one just because like it's just constructed so terribly. (laughs) Like and you can just see even when you can see like the cast struggling with it. And like these are all very talented people who are great at what they do. Like that's when it really, really hurts, you know, Um, and I feel for them. I feel for all the creatives involved. And it sucks. Like we can joke about bad shows getting canceled, but like at the end of the day, it's someone losing a job and it's just kind of like, I feel for them in that sense. And like that stinks, but like this was honestly one of the worst things I've seen. And again, I hate hyperbole. This sucks. It's bad. But like, I struggled really hard with it. And I mean, yeah. And it, 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 I was going to say me saying the same thing doesn't mean as much because like I think everything is the worst thing I've yeah. ever seen. But And it's like I want to I'm happy that it got a, a pro shot and there's a lot of feelings about well do pro shots you know uh, create audiences for Broadway shows or do they stifle them and I tend to think if the show is good then they only help the show and I, I have the same feeling it's about other ways of seeing the show but I will not get into them here. Um, I think if a show is good. People will oh. see it, you know, like like Hamilton's doing fine and they released an incredible pro shot, you know, like yeah, I don't think those ticket prices went down after no. a Disney pro shot. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, Phantom of the Opera is the 25th anniversary. That is not exactly it, but it's still a pretty fully staged version that is close to what it is. And like that has not done anything. If anything, I think mm-hmm. we regenerated interest in it. Uh, I don't. So, yeah, and I, I, I don't know. I, I, Diana got this beautiful pro shot, but also it just is like, I don't think I don't know. Like, I, I don't think it did anything to help. Or hurt Diane in the end, besides just showing people that it was bad, you know, like, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. A lot of actually a lot of really complicated, like meta things about Diane. Complicated feelings. Yeah. And I'm glad I saw it for that purpose, you know, and at the end of the day, unless a show is like blatantly offensive, it existing does not actually bother me. So when I go to the worst, you know, I'm like, who cares? But like, sure. Right. right. It doesn't like no sweat off our backs. It doesn't actually like ruin our lives. Right. And like, if you you do like it, it, you're not a bad human being. But it also is just like, this this is bad. This was bad. Like, (laughs) this was bad. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, folks. Like, yeah. not really seeking any redemption for this one right here. But uh, I mean, I'm glad we got to start with this one. I think uh, with what we have planned for the rest of the season. Um, Please tell me the rest of the season is better than this. shit. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I was texting you throughout this, too, because like I get so this was the last I'll, I'll close with this thought where it's like I, I went into it being like, OK, I took my fucking focus drugs. I had a coffee. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to sit down because and like it really it's so hard for me to focus when it's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like, I have to keep no, pausing No, I had to it watch it twice. And trying to come back to it. Like, it took me, like, this is, like, less than a two-hour musical. I think it took me, like, four and a half hours t- to get through it. No, same... Because I just was, like, ugh! Same with, like, to stop, like me. To come it back. took me... I had to watch it twice, and each viewing took at yeah. least, like, three and a half hours because I had to yeah. keep... I'd, my mind would just be, like, I can't... 
Yeah, wandering. And I'd be like, wait, what just happened for like three minutes? Yeah. I just missed it yeah. because like, you're, you just space right. out. And I watched it like stone cold sober, you know, was there like did mm-hmm, it like mm-hmm. during the day when I knew I was going to be like focused, able to focus really, really well. And like I yeah. still struggled with it. But um, yeah, Diana, the struggle. Yeah, Diana musical. We but, yeah, so hopefully the rest of the season will be more <laughs> exciting. Yes. I don't really have any closing thoughts. It's all been kind of said, but I am glad I watched it. No, we're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, I'm glad I'm glad we watched it. I'm glad we're back on the horse. Yes, literally. So to speak like that the dude. The James Hewitt horse. Uh, yes, we're just shirtless. I'm glad we're shirtless back on the <laughs> yeah, screaming. Yeah. Season four is we're back. Yeah. And uh, yeah, a lot of fun stuff planned. We also just launched our Patreon. So our Patreon, yeah. we just did our first live stream this week. It was fantastic. It, was it so definitely much fun. had no technical problems whatsoever None. at all. It was we are masters of our art and- form. <laughs> we've, we've perfected it, but it was really fun. And um, it makes me excited for more live streams in the future and other fun things. If you're interested in that, yeah, go check out our Patreon. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, yeah, little- I was, a, were, were you nervous? I was a little bit nervous. I was, I was like, sweating. I, I was so nervous. This. And then like, everybody I, showed up. I know. I was like, it's just going to be like, you know, it's like the sad 80s prom movie where like, like nobody like dances with you and you're just by like the prompt table and I'm just or the snack table and I'm standing with you at the snack table and we're just like, yeah, well, I didn't even want to go to prom anyway. I don't want to do this. Yeah, <laughs> ooh, ooh, <laughs> this sucks. But it was fantastic. And um, I'm just like so hyped for more. And I, you know, I, I've always known our fans are awesome, but like this was a really, really great experience. So, yeah, I agree. Yes, please. If you get a chance, sign up for it. It's uh, patreon.com slash musical explaining. Yes. And of course, follow us on social media while it continues to still exist. Right. On t- uh, on Twitter, we are at Musical Splainin. On Instagram, we are at Musical Splaining with the G. Yep. I am at Kavataharian on Twitter and at Permafriends on Instagram. Yeah. And I am uh, Y, Angelina Y on Twitter. That is W-H-Y, Angelina, W-H-Y. And uh, Angelina underscore S-E-E on Instagram. Yeah, and um, as always, please go ahead and click through our sponsor links. Yes. Um, it will help us out, like we said. Oh, and uh, lastly, we will, I don't think merch is going to drop by the time this episode comes mm. out, but we do, we are in the process. Yes. It's still coming. Things. It's coming, pins, some pins and mugs and some Yeah, speaking uh, of iconic bags. outfits, yeah. Yes, yes. Just be, uh, be, be, just, just look out for an announcement. We'll, we'll definitely announce it as soon as it goes live, but be ready. It's coming soon. So you can spend all that money that you've been saving up just for this. Cause I know that that's the most important thing that you guys want to buy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks for listening yes. and we will see you. We're back on the schedule. So we'll see you in a couple weeks. Yeah. Bye. Yay.